This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Eaton Vance High Yield ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find smart bond selection from a specialized team with deep fixed income expertise. Get to know what's inside EVHY, the symbol of high yield done right, at eatonvance.com slash symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the participants, not of Reuters News. Can Dara Khosrowshahi get Uber back on the road? That's the question we'll be tackling on this week's Views Room, a weekly conversation among Breaking Views columnists about the ups and downs of the world of finance. I'm Anthony Curry, and my co-host is Jennifer Sabre. Hi, Jen. Hello. So, Dara Khosrowshahi took the wheel at Uber just three months ago. Since then, the ride-hailing app has been accused of covering up a massive data breach, been told by a judge that he doesn't trust its lawyers, and lost a whopping $1.5 billion in its third quarter. Here to tell us whether Uber's new driver can turn the company around is Robert Siren. Rob, how are you doing? Hey, I do. So, come on, let's sort this out for us. Let's, let's start with the, the numbers. Now, obviously, being a private company, Uber doesn't report these numbers, but um, our colleagues at Reuters and elsewhere have got hold of them. That's pretty bad, isn't it, to lose $1.5 billion? Or, or tell me, is it Amazon-like? It's growing so fast, everything's fantastic, it's taking over the world. No. Ah, okay. So, that so Uber has always been able to grow very fast, and and the the goal for twenty seventeen grow its revenue was yeah it's, it's always been able to expand, and so the goal for twenty seventeen was keep the revenue expansion going, and reduce the losses every quarter. So and it's got one of those things right. Yes, so far. <laughs> it's managed to keep uh, revenue growth up. It, it if you annualize the numbers, it's growing like seventy percent clip, which is pretty. Wait, seventeen or 70? seventy? Seventy. Seven zero. Oh, seven zero. Oh, that is pretty good. I thought um, it was less than that. However, losses are increasing just in the second quarter. Losses were about a billion dollars. Now they're about one point five billion dollars. That's a problem, especially if you think that okay, so revenue is two revenue is two billion dollars, and they lost one point five billion dollars. That's impressive. You know, yeah, and it's, that's it's, burning through <laughs> three and a half billion. It's it's pretty fast. And why it? why is that? Do you think it's because they're undercharging, or they have too many drivers, it's or they're not in enough markets? What's going on? Because there's too much competition. Um, so. Uber's had a spate of problems, like you mentioned. Um, you know, executives f- fled all the summer. There's so many have left. The company's accused of sexual harassment. Uh, they've got a lawsuit, uh, a big lawsuit in court. Um, all these things. And that, that's, so that's and, not and, about and, sexual harassment, though, just to be clear. No, no, that's, so that, that's, 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 that's about that's, stealing um, intellectual corpor- property from, from Waymo. Espionage. Yeah, corp- yes, corporate espionage. Yeah. Yeah. And so what happened was there's um, it's invigorated Lyft, which is the main competitor to Uber in the United States. Uber used to say that near, uh, most of its markets in the United States were profitable. Now they're saying, well, competition is very harsh in the United States, and mm-hmm. it probably won't resolve for six quarters. And they say, you know, Lyft is 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 the reason. Um, and the problem is the market is there's just too much competition. And what they're doing is these companies they're they're effectively subsidizing um, by hiring new drivers mm-hmm. by offering by basically charging too little for the rides that they're yeah. offering. So, I mean, it's it's also, it's not just Lyft now, though, is it? I mean, there's one I've been seeing, and someone's been talking about this to me recently, Via. Via yeah. Where you, it's sort of, you, it's like, it's it's a, not just, it's not just ride, ride hailing, but ride sharing as well. It's like a carpooling yeah. type of thing. Yeah. So, like you were saying earlier on, the, 
the idea for this year was to um, reduce the losses. That's one reason why, was it this year or last year, I forget now, the company pulled out of both China and Russia. It was both years. So, yeah. so China last year and Russia this right. year. And that hasn't helped. And so the competition has just got worse and worse, as you're saying, well, it, over here. Yeah. And then they're also, they have comp they're in a lot of other markets as well. India, for instance, mm. is, they're also losing just a ton of money mm. um, in India just because the competition is too harsh. Uh, but it's particularly alarming if you think, okay, you've got this core market, which, you know, it's profitable. And hey, the story is, okay, so we've got these other markets we're expanding in. Now that we withdraw from them, we'll be fine. But oh, wait. Our core is weak, you know, and we're suffering problems. What, what about other markets um, or so other businesses? So there's there's ancillary stuff like Uber Eats, where you can order food to be delivered by Uber drivers, mm -hmm. which just strikes me as a great service that surely cannot make money. Um, yeah. Well, the, the, if you look at the revenue, okay, so the revenue is growing. So it's we you have to assume most is from ride hailing, but you know, what is this revenue composed of mm. and, and what are the losses coming from? We just we just don't mm. quite know. Well, they're also point. investing for the future. I mean, okay, they're also invest they're investing in, in you know, stealing other people's information <laughs> according to this lawsuit. Yeah. And um, you know, they're, they're investing in driverless cars, obviously. They're in investing in trucks. They bought um, a, a driverless truck mm -hmm. unit a year or two ago. Flying taxis, is that is Uber on that or are they not on that yet? Well, I forget. Yeah, they, 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 they said they're, uh, you know, they're, it's, it's of interest to them. The problem is all these businesses, um, Uber, you know, they were, the last funding round raised, uh, valued them at about $70 billion. And that might, that might, that number doesn't even make sense for taxis alone. It has to be, that means they have to have success in these other markets. And that's a problem because, you know, they have acknowledged in the past that they're behind Google in terms of development mm -hmm. of, of self-driving cars. And this lawsuit is not looking good for them. Right. Um, and so the question is, okay, so what, you know, if they can't develop these self-driving cars, how are they going to even make a profit in their primary business? And it's right. not clear. Yeah. Um, and all these other things, they're starting to look like a window dressing almost, you know, like let's keep yeah. some excitement in the business. I mean, against all of this, the backdrop, this, this is part of all the problems happening at Uber, the sexual harassment situation, the, um, the recent hack that they mm -hmm. just revealed. Um, it seems like every... Two or three days, something new comes out that this company completely bungled. Um, that can't be helping their business. No. It, it <laughs> well, let's talk about that the, a little all bit. All these things I mean, are intertwined, and it's very hard to figure out, okay, you know, are do they have these problems because they're just so desperate, or do they, you know, is their business in trouble because of these problems? And yet they're I growing mean, revenue 70% year-on-year annualized. So. Yeah. Something's going right. Oh, on, on the, I mean, they, they may be in having all these problems. They may be having people saying you delete Uber online and stuff, but they're still growing. And is that rate, this is a dumb question, but is that rates going down or is that rate just increasing? It has gone down if you compare it to, say, a year ago, I believe. Okay. Um, but it's still, you know. I mean, it's, it's not have, to diminish have, it. You have but to that's... expect it to go down just as they get become bigger mm. because it's harder to, you know, double the size of a company that's. I suppose, but then you look at Facebook and Google and they they've been around a lot longer. Yeah, They're much they make, bigger. They make and, a lot more and profits. And they keep doing mm. crazy yeah. growth numbers. That, that's, that's true. I mean, it, it, part of it is just because this is an established market and they're basically just adding a layer of service to it. Um, part of the bull case for Uber was that it's not just a taxi market. It's, it's a whole new way of driving and all these people are going to abandon their cars and start using this. 
Um, if it's just the taxi market, the valuation makes no sense whatsoever, mm. given the money that people spend on taxis. Yeah, it implies, I mean, a bit, it's a bit like Tesla in many respects. It implies that everything has to go absolutely perfectly correct, and other, and it becomes good in other markets as well. So I'm, I always thought that one of the main ways for Uber to become profitable, I mean, not necessarily to justify that 70 billion valuation, was you know, they have to get self-driving right, because that will allow them to cut a lot of costs. You know, the driver is the biggest cost. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you can cut the, the cost of per, a per mile ride from, I don't know, what is it, one fifty a ride, $1.50 a ride to, say, $0.50, cents, then you can make a lot more money or maybe lose a lot less. But you still, like you said, you still have to have that model grow and expand beyond just what we see at the moment. And that's a very long-term plan to, to, to be focused on when you were burning through this kind of cash. Yeah, and, and that was one of the reasons also why the company was raising so much cash. You know, they, they were using cash for several reasons. It was a weapon, so they wanted to dissuade other people yeah. from getting in the market. Because you say, okay, Uber's got, you know, $12 billion cash. Do I really want to compete against them given the losses they're willing to take? Probably not. Um, however, that rationale didn't really work out. And so it, it, they're, they're in a bind on both ways. Both they've got increasing competition, they're losing, losing a lot of money. Um, you know, they can't lose a billion and a half every quarter and keep this pace up because they're going to, they've already burned through their venture capital. You know, venture capitalists have given money, sovereign wealth, uh, mutual funds. At some point, all these people are going to say, wait, where's, what our are return? We, where's our return and what are, we, what are we putting our money into? So I guess that's where the likes of SoftBank comes in, which is uh, in talks to take a stake at the roughly 70 billion valuation, but also buy some stock from existing shareholders for much less. I think 48 billion was the number. But I think, you know, Khosra Shahi was saying earlier in, in the month at a conference, you know, these are very, very, very long term investors. It's almost like these are the kind they're going after the will never sell people <laughs> who are somewhat indifferent to returns, which is great if you're Uber. But I'm not sure how much money is, is out there like that. Well, it'd, it'd be more impressive if SoftBank were spending 10 billion and the majority of it were new shares. Um, it's only, you know, we, the terms have been finalized, but it looks like about a billion of, mm. of it is going to be new. Right. investments. And the majority is going to be a much lower valuation than yeah. past rounds. This isn't what you want to see as a public company. You know, typically for tech companies, if you consider Uber a tech company, um, usually every round becomes bigger and bigger. And, and, you know, and a lot of the companies built upon that. You've got all your employees have options mm -hmm. and they're built upon, okay, I'm in at 68 billion. My, you know, my shares are, are vested at that price. You know, if the company goes to 100 billion, great, I'm in the money, I've made a lot of money. It starts going the other way. You're like, well, maybe I'll start, I'll go to a different company. Yeah. And so when tech companies start to implode like this, and, and it looks like Uber may start to be doing that, it's very hard to arrest. Yeah. So what, what do you think can be done then? So and if we think about what we've gone through, so our main ideas seem to be get self-driving out there really quickly. Get a new CEO. <laughs> well, I mean, they've got a new CEO, right. but maybe they need another one. Check. Um, so, yeah, get a new CEO, done. Um, get self-driving out there as quickly as possible. And they've just struck a deal with Volvo for, I forget, 24,000 cars or something. But that will, that's between nine, 2019 and 2021. And then manage to expand this self-driving network beyond, far beyond the cars we've already got on the road. So, we, really, we haven't got any, any short- to medium-term fixes for this company ourselves. No, I mean, like, if, they, if they manage to write the company culture, that'll take care of a lot of the minor problems. It doesn't solve the major problem, mm. which is this business doesn't make money, and it won't make money as long as the competition is very stiff. And I, I don't see a solution to that. And yet they're talking about an IPO next year. They may need the cash. <laughs>
Okay. Well, Rob, thanks for that. I'm sure uh, we'll have you back on yet again to discuss this fascinating uh, company, Uber. Thanks again. Mm -hmm. That's our show for this week. I'd like to thank Rob Siren for joining us and also to our producers, Freddie Joyner, Ryan Warner, and Andrew D'Antonio. And our final thanks go to you, our listeners, for tuning in. Check us out every day at breakingviews.com. Subscribe to the Views Room on iTunes. And please do share your opinions about our show. Join us again next week for another edition. This spot is brought to you by Eaton Vance, the symbol of advanced investing. What's inside your ETF? With Parametric Equity Premium Income ETF, you know. Inside, you'll find institutional expertise from a specialized team with deep derivatives experience. Get to know what's inside PAPI, the symbol of alternative income, at eatonvance.com symbols. Before investing, prospective investors should carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. The current prospectus contains this and other information and is available at eatonvance.com. Read the prospectus carefully before investing. Not FDIC insured. Offer no bank guarantee. May lose value. Not insured by any federal government agency. Not a deposit. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Distributed by Foresight Fund Services, LLC.